Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Encore Podcast. I am your host, Michael C. Brown, and I am very excited to have our guest here today. I'm glad that she is um, available, first and foremost, because she is very busy. Um, but I have Miss Tierra Booker-Dwyer here today, Senior Policy Associate and also uh, a leader in the Next Level Maryland Leadership Academies. Tara, thank you so much for being on the Encore Podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Yeah, for sure. So we're going to get into a lot of different things. Uh, just so my viewers know, um, there's a lot of aspiring leaders uh, in the state of Maryland that I've, I've worked with personally. Um, I've you know, been able to be a keynote speaker for the Next Level Maryland uh, leadership. So I, I love that experience. But through that, um, some of those relationships, uh, you know, that whole population of individuals want a little bit more. And so I want to be able to give them a little bit of that. Um, and so hopefully today, this will be a series that we start off and we'll be able to build on, on this kind of like moving forward. So um, getting into it, I just want you to be able to explain what you currently do now, your role as a senior policy associate and you know how these things kind of relate to the world of education. Yes, so as a senior policy associate, I do a lot of different things for school systems, state education agencies, professional organizations, and they mainly center around technical assistance. So for example, um, I provide technical assistance right now to Queen Anne's County Public Schools to support the research um, that can inform the development of their blueprint implementation plan. Um, I provide technical assistance to the Public School Superintendents Association of Maryland on um, them developing their strategic plan and uh, launching the first ever aspiring superintendents academy um, for future Maryland superintendents. Um, I provide technical assistance to a cohort of institutions of higher education in Philadelphia, working with them to diversify the STEM teacher pipeline. So it's a um, when I so the senior policy associate. It's a it's a big title that really represents going out and providing that support, the research, um, the behind the scenes work for different education agencies, um, professional organizations, um, and we do this, you know for many, many states. Um, but, but, you know, I'm focused on Maryland, but we do it for a lot of different states. Well, that is awesome. And 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 I can tell you your work is is needed. I, I've seen some of the, the work that you do. Um, and, and they say next level, but it really is another level to where you guys do some of the work that you do with the professional development and other things. So I, I, can't, I came back very impressed. When I came in to do the keynote, I was like, okay, this is what we're doing? All right, let's go ahead. Let's let's do this. I had to up my game to make sure I was there. Uh, that I didn't embarrass you guys doing what I was doing. But um, so talk to me a little bit about you know your background. How did you get to like you know to where you are? I know you probably had some humble beginnings, but just explain to the viewers your your overall journey in education. Um, my journey in education it's um, it's not the traditional path. I actually started off in neuroscience. I published in that field. Um, I was working on mice uh, and for many, many years in the lab, <laughs> and I loved it. But what I loved even more is that I would have an intern um, from a high school, and I would um, also was working with um, some of the courses um, at the, the the university I was I was um, working at, and um, and I loved the teaching aspect of it. 
And so that's what caused me to shift careers. Um, I was working on my doctorate in the neuroscience field. And when I told my advisor that I wanted to go teach high school, um, the first thing they told me was, well, we don't prepare high school teachers. We prepare college professors. And so that um, started just my whole, like, I, this isn't what I want to do. I mean, and I was five years in, I was writing the dissertation and I walked <laughs> away from all of that to pursue my passion. And it was the best career move that I've ever made um, because I've had joy, you know, every day of my life since then. So I've worked in a variety of positions, you know, from, you know, a, a teacher all the way up to an assistant state superintendent for the Maryland State Department of Education. Um, I've had input and have led the big initiatives in Maryland around computer science, STEM education. Um, you look at the principal evaluation system, curriculum vetting, um, you know, a lot of the, the big initiatives um, I was behind um, at the State Department of Education. So it really helped me to, um, to see education on a much larger scale and to see how diverse our state is um, with the needs of um, our students. And so um, it's, it's, I had an interesting background, but I, I mean, now I'm helping states beyond Maryland um, with education. So I've um, enjoyed the journey. Yeah, look at that. And I know the aspiring leaders out there, they always want to know your story, right? Because they always want to try to see, you know, if you're a real person, like, did you go through anything to get to like where you are? And so it's always good to see someone that is, you know, took the non-traditional route in education to get to kind of where you are. So it lets others know what's actually possible, right? And so um, I appreciate you you sharing because that that is an awesome, uh, awesome story. Um, I guess with, you know, being a part of the Next Level Leadership uh, Academies is very important work. Like I know, um, you know, being involved with, growing and nurturing the next crop of, of, of leaders um, in the state of Maryland and beyond what you talked about is, you know, I wouldn't take that lightly. I know you don't. Um, talk to me a little bit about the collaboration with Region 4 Comprehensive Center and MESSP, MAESP as well. <laughs> That's my people, by the way. I got to shout them out. MESSP, MASEP, yeah. Yes, yes. So, um, so I'm a part of the Region 4 Comprehensive Center, and it's one of 19 centers that's funded by the U.S. Department of Education to provide technical assistance at no cost to um, school systems, state education agencies um, across the nation. And so we are responsible, the Region 4, we are responsible for um, D.C., Maryland, Pennsylvania, Delaware, and New Jersey um, are the states that we focus in on. Uh, one of the things that we, we, when the Maryland Association of Elementary and Secondary School Principals came to us about this academy, what we recognize is that there's a gap in leadership development. So everyone goes through the traditional higher ed prep program, you get your credential, and then um, it's thought that, okay, now you're ready to go be a principal or assistant principal. That is not the case at all. There's research that supports that um, there's still more that you need. And so what the Next Level Leadership Academy is, is designed to fill that gap. So we cover the things that are not covered in higher ed, um, or at least not covered in the depth that's needed. So for instance, we look at the political nature of a securing a principal or an assistant principal position. Sometimes it's not about the credential. I mean, you get to the same level, everyone has the same credentials. So why did this person get the job and you didn't? Sometimes. Mm -hmm 
there is a political element to it. And how are you um, networking and how do people know you and what are you doing to market yourself? So we do a whole thing on marketing, um, your, your public relations, your social media presence. How are you demonstrating that you have that leadership potential? We also do a whole thing on applying and interviewing for the principalship and assistant principalship. There's nuances to answering and responding to interview questions, to how you do your resume, to how you're um, responding to the essays and the prompts that you are, are given. So we give prep, what a deep detailed prep on that. We do a whole piece on emotional intelligence. I mean, that is something if as a leader, if you don't have that high level of emotional intelligence or understand how to navigate that with the adults in your building, um, it, it's gonna be a tough leadership ride for you. So we go deep with that. Um, we go deep with your leadership strengths. You have to know who you are as a leader to understand the team that you need to build around you so that they can fill in the gaps that you may have in leadership. Um, and to understand, you know, how the effective strategies for how you can best lead through your best self. So we cover all of those nuances that are not addressed in the traditional higher ed prep program. And so that's what the Next Level Leadership Academy is, is all about. And we love hearing from people like you um, that have such a great story. So we bring in um, practitioners from across the state so that people can hear the story and know that it's okay. You know, you may have applied once and didn't get it. You can keep applying. You know, there's a position for you. If you want to be a principal, if you want to be an assistant principal, you can be one. Um, you just may have to switch school systems. You may need to modify your approach to it. You know, so there's we go through all of that because um, if you really want to be a school leader, there is a position out there for you. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's so powerful because I think that um, unlike in the corporate world, and you've been lucky enough to kind of work in in, in different sectors. Um, you know, the corporate world work, works a little bit differently. I said education is like, <laughs> is one of the toughest fields to navigate because there is no cookie cutter way of matriculating through uh, and getting where you need to be, right? So if you, uh, a lot of people, hey, you know, if you want to be a doctor, okay, well, I go to med school, I do this and then blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, eventually you'll end up being where it is that you envision yourself being, right? you're a lawyer same thing well i do this i'll take the bar then i'll do like these are all things that you already know there's a true trajectory with that with education like you just talked about i know people that are doctors that you're like wait a minute now i can't get this principal job i mean we ain't talking about beyond that you're like i can't get this one i'm a doctor i got my doctor degree i'm doing like so education doesn't care about any of those things because your credentials aren't the things that are necessarily going to just stamp you to getting whatever whatever the job is. Um, and so the work that you're doing and being real with that, I think is the first time I really heard and saw not just speaking at surface level, talking real talk to people about leadership and what it takes. That right there is is powerful because you don't you don't get that every day. Usually it's a surface level stuff. And people are like, oh, man, come on, man. Give me something real. Like, well, what's your story? You know what I mean? People want to know. Um, so I think that's really commendable, the work that you all are doing in that aspect. Um, what What's the most rewarding part of it? Uh, you know, you, you, you work with these leaders. You've been doing this work for a while. What keeps you coming back? You said you this is something that you enjoy. And you've been enjoying doing it every single day. 
What brings you joy about nurturing the next crop of leaders in the state of Maryland and beyond? And so I've been doing this work once again since I was at the Maryland State Department of Education under the Promising Principles Academy. And what I have, you know, we've collected data and over 40% of the people who go through our academies, they get promoted. And that is what brings me joy because there's only a little over 1,000 principal positions in Maryland. So it's not that many. Maryland is a very small state. And so the fact that 40% of the people who have come through the academies that I've trained um, to see them get promoted or to see them say, you know what, I don't even want to be a principal anymore, because we do also talk about so many different career paths in education. We are conditioned to think that, okay, you're a teacher, then you're an assistant principal, then you're a principal, then a principal supervisor, and then, you know, you can one day be superintendent. (laughs) This artificial linear trajectory for leadership is just, it's not that it shouldn't be. Um, There are so many careers in education. I never would have thought that, okay, I'm going to be an assistant state superintendent, or I'm going to be here at this Washington-based firm, you know, as a senior policy associate. There are tons of career opportunities. And so just to get yourself out of that linear thinking, to think that the principalship is the gatekeeper to everything else in your life, it's just not. Um, you write your own path. And so, you know, get your credentials, get what you need so that you can, you know, on paper, be be ready for any opportunity. But no, but don't live in that box. Think about what it is you want to do. What is your strengths and pursue that? Don't pursue the title. Don't pursue the position. Pursue what is true to who you are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, it is a lot of it being conditioned. And I think that comes from just the nature of the job, you know what I mean? We're we're trying to condition others and then we mess around, we conditioned ourselves. So now, now we don't think certain things are even possible. Um, and I and I know, and I, I'll share this is like, and then you you kind of heard my story, but people don't even like to uh leave one school district and go to another. They don't even like to do that. They're like, What are you doing? Are you crazy? Like, why would you? And so, and it's like but that's the only place where it's like that, you know, because like in the corporate world, if they don't have that position within your company, then you automatically are looking at another company. That's just what it is. And, and people don't let those things stop them. Uh, in education, we just aren't conditioned, like you said, that way. Um, so, again, that that work that you're doing, is that it's changing mindsets, too, which is a whole nother ball game. You know what I mean? But that that, too is is super important if if you're going to you know get people to where they really need to be and where their skill sets can be utilized the proper way because i'll say this all the time as well everybody that wants to be a, be a school leader isn't necessarily designed for it right and that's the tough talk it's like okay we need to get there because how you're built and where you see things you you may be too rigid or you may be this or that so it may not be for you but that Rigidity may be great at another position at central office or somewhere else where you can utilize that skill set. So it's just different. Um, I I have to ask this because this is something that has been brought up over and over and over again with school leaders the last couple of years. I think NASSP did a big survey a couple of years ago, spent a lot of money in this mental health piece. Uh, where over half of the administrators were thinking about leaving the the profession altogether. Like, not even, I don't want to be a principal anymore. I don't even want to be in education anymore, right? Um, 
and it was because of this whole mental health piece. They just felt like they've been beaten down. So being that that's been a big topic for, for school leaders since COVID, what advice would you give like a new leader regarding work-life balance and this whole mental health piece? Uh, well, the the first thing is um, there is no work-life balance. You know, work is a part of your life. And so the selection of where you choose to work matters. And so you want to make sure that number one, and you have to know that some days it's going to be, you know, 80% work and then 20% other, you know, everything else. It's, every day isn't 50-50. And so it's almost on this sliding scale. And so um, the, the key thing is where you decide to work. The second key thing is who you decide to work for, the superintendent, the principal supervisor. You need to ensure that there's a supportive team around you and that you have um, that, that network, uh, that horizontal network of people. So one of the things with the Next Level Leadership Academy is, is meant, it's designed to build that horizontal network of your peers that you can go to um, for that support because you will need that. And then it's within your school building that distributed leadership model. You have to have a strong team in that school or you're one because you as a principal, you shouldn't be doing everything. I mean, mm -hmm. you have to distribute that leadership and depend on the strengths of your APs, of teachers, of teacher leaders, because it's no way that you're going to answer all those parents emails run the school building, manage the budget, you know, ensure that all the grades are, are you know, updated and you're meeting all those deadlines. If you're a Title I school, do the Title I plan and everything that comes with that. You can't do it by yourself. You really, I, I love the analogy that was once used that, you know, you have to think of it more as a, you're not Superman, you're a part of a Justice League. And when <laughs> you think of it that way, um, that can really help. Um, knowing that you can, that there's a team around you. You'll get burnt out if you're trying to do it all on your own. Be honest with what you're strong in. Be honest in what you're not strong in. And what you're not strong in, make sure you have people that can help to reinforce that. Because if not, you will get totally burnt out. Yeah, yeah. Well, you talk on my language with the whole Justice League and Superman because... I'm already into all of that anyway, so it totally resonates with me exactly what you're what you're talking about. But it makes total sense. Is uh, I also think it's the point of you trying to prove your worth versus doing the job. You know what I mean? And so people that are, <clears throat> you know, you, you may be a garbage worker, you may be somewhere somewhere else in another field. You, you're just working hard. You're not out here trying to prove everybody that, you know, you're the best daggone garbage man that they've ever seen. Like you're doing the job. And sometimes I think it gets out of pocket of you trying to, you know, reinvent everything and trying to be this all world, all knowing, all seeing, all powerful being that will eventually burn out because you can't maintain that level, right? You may be able to start off doing that, but you can't maintain and still be effective in all these all these categories is is impossible. So I think sometimes it's just the mindset that you take on, thinking, okay, I got this job. Now I gotta, you know, I gotta prove to everybody like, you know, I'm the smartest person in the room or I'm this, that, and the third. And nobody told you that. This is just in your own mind what you think the job is, right? Versus you doing the job how you design it to be. And that's okay. You know what I mean? Because everybody's going to approach it a little bit differently. Um, 
and you should be okay with that. But again, that's the whole mindset shift on what you think the job is. I know you guys, you you probably do this. What you think the job is versus what the job is versus what it should be. You know what I mean? And so it's like almost three different levels to it. But um, yeah, I, I'm I'm appreciative of of that. Um, what I guess school leaders probably want to know with this program, those that, that may not be, maybe listening that aren't in aspiring leaders, you know, program in their school district, but they just been toying around the idea of getting into the school leadership. What would you say is the biggest challenge for new school leaders today in education, as you've heard it and been a part of these academies, like what, what do they say? I can tell you the, the biggest thing, number one, is going to be the requirements from Blueprint. It's shifting a lot of things that are supposed to happen at the school level. And so in this, once again, where your higher ed training was in one thing, um, but with the Blueprint for Maryland's Future now requiring, it's something a little different. I mean, we just look at the budget, right? So one of the things is giving principals more autonomy with the school budget. Some school districts are already doing that. Principals are responsible for millions of dollars of the, um, their school budget. And then you have other school systems where 30,000 you may get if you're lucky. Um, mm. And so managing multi, you know, multi-million versus 30, it's two different approaches. And how are you aligning that budget so that you're truly moving student performance? Um, so I do think that's gonna be a challenge. The technology and AI, I mean, we have education. We're always late to the game. <laughs> we have to proactively get ahead of and, and, and it's hard to get ahead of it because it's already here. But we need to learn how to leverage AI because it's a yeah. part of it's a part of our culture. Now, you're going to have students who are going to use AI to help with their essays. You're going to have students who are um, using AI to do certain things. And how are you managing that at the school level and even as a principal? So in our upcoming session, as we're doing interview prep, we're going to talk about how is as you're prepping for your interview and you're writing your essay, how are you leveraging AI as an aspiring leader to help with, you know, you can use it to inspire ideas for your essay and to, to get some ideas with, you know, your resume writing and all of that. So how are you staying current in what's happening um, with technology? Because it's moving at a pace much faster than education is, is keeping up with it. And it's going to be in your school and it's going to take over things. Um, and so you need to be out in front of it and paying attention to what's happening now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, those that don't know if you haven't had the opportunity, um, you know, research the the, the Maryland Blueprint um, for Education. Uh, it is a lot to read through and look through. But I tell people all the time, it's better for you to look through it and read through it now versus it already being implemented. And then you're like, what is going on here? Why is this like this? Well, this has been going on for years. I know I've been a part of it the last couple of years. Um, and I'm glad I've, I've been involved in it because I get to see it from, from the level that MSDE and everybody else is seeing it from. But a lot of people, you know, they just wait and tell stuff that people tell you, you got to do something. And then you're like, well, why? And then, you know, I'm like, no, they, everybody's been asking, get a feedback with different things. They've been looking um, to try to find out, you know, what works, what doesn't before they even implement these things. So Maryland, that's the thing. Maryland has really worked hard on this legislation. Uh, and, and I'm hoping that it will be successful because for the first time, I think they've been open to getting feedback 
along the way to make sure that everything runs smooth. Um, but everything you're saying makes uh, makes a lot of sense um, as far as the challenges today. Um, I ask this, this next question of all of, of everybody, and it is, uh, you know, name three things you're passionate about. At, at you know, Winners Mill, we talk about passion, purpose, pride, and being passionate about everything you do. So that's where it kind of comes from. What are three things that you're passionate about? So I am passionate, number one, just about students and seeing their growth and knowing that this next generation of students and what they're going to contribute to our society. So I am always, when I'm in a school building or when I'm hearing from students or um, seeing work that I help to create in school buildings, um, that is just a, a true joy. Um, I'm also passionate about leadership development. Um, having been in multiple leadership roles, um, there's things that I wish I would have known. And so being able to share that and to really help to grow that next generation of leadership, totally passionate about. And then I'm just passionate also about just self-care. I'm making sure that I am not driving myself crazy and overworking myself. Uh, you know, I've started taking my weekends for my weekends um, and, you know, really focusing on those moments. I was, you know, so driven. I have two kids um, and, and my husband. And it's like I wanted to be the perfect mother, the perfect wife, the perfect sister, the perfect friend. And I had to throw that perfection away to really focus on the quality of the moments that I was spending with them um, so that that meant so much more than the quantity of the time, but really focusing on the quality of the moments. And so mm -hmm. so that has been my thing. And just really um, I've been really passionate about that. And I just see the difference now um, where it was trying to just spread yourself too thin. But to say, you know, I was there versus going deep and to know that, you know, okay, I may not make it to everything, but when I am here, I'm all the way tuned in, all the way checked in, and you're getting 100% of me. Yeah, yeah, and that and that's deep because with the work and everything else that we that we all do, it, it um, sometimes you do have that, that guilt trip of like, man, I'm not at this or I'm not here, I'm not there, but it truly is about, I say it's about the moment in life, right? Like, Every time we have a break or every time you like, what's the moment? Just this past weekend, like, well, what happened? Well, it was a snow thing. Well, what did you do? You know what I mean? Like, how did you utilize that? You know, and some people are like, oh, I caught up on some work or whatever. Well, for me, it was like sharing moments with my kids and them going sledding or whatever and just being in that moment, right? And maybe it's 30 minutes that they're going sledding or whatever. Well, be checked in for that 30 minutes that they do it like you you know you got that you know what i mean so it's just being there and being immersed in what they're doing so that that really resonates with me um a lot um so i got you know one more thing for you i just want you to um be able to tell the folks that may be interested in being aspiring leaders and next level leadership um i'm not sure the partnership you know, things going forward, but just explain if they're interested, what kind of avenues are, are there for them and what kind of resources are there for them. And then anything else where people can find you at on social media, you know, I follow you on, on X, on the X, um, and where people can find you at. And so, um, so if you are interested in being a school leader, I would make that known to, to your, to your supervisors and look for opportunities within the school district. Um, also, the Maryland Association of Elementary School Principals, Maryland Association of Secondary School Principals, 
they have fantastic opportunities and we partner with them on a lot of those opportunities. Um, you can always reach out to me. I am on X at um, Tiara Dwyer, so T-I-A-R-A-D-W-Y-E-R. -A -A -E um, I'm on LinkedIn, just look me up, Tiara Booker Dwyer. Um, you know, and I'm always, uh, you can email me, you can, con I'm always responsive um, and I will share with you whatever I know um, to help you grow. I am here for it. So, um, so yeah, you can always get in contact with me. All right. Well, thank you so much, Sierra. You are awesome. I, again, I hope this is probably one of many uh, sessions as we begin to kind of break things down and hope to have you on again um, in the near future and definitely wish you well. And again, like I tell you all the time, if you need anything, let me know. Like I'm always available for you guys because I think the work that you guys are doing is really that vital and, and that important. Um, just want to let everybody know um, this is an Encore podcast, again, designed to give you guys more of the content in which you all deserve and want. Uh, we will be continuing on with this leadership series. We'll have on more exciting guests here in the near future. Uh, so make sure you guys hit the subscribe button. Make sure you guys are getting those notifications when we have new podcast episodes that are available to you. So, Tara, thank you. Um, we will get out of here, and I hope to see everybody again next time. Thanks. Thank you.